Hello, everyone, and welcome to Devotional Life with Paul. And Jeannie. So glad you joined us today, mm -hmm. because last time we were leaving Jonah in midair as he's being thrown overboard at his own request. <laughs> his own request. <laughs> in the hope that that'll stop the storm. Right, and the sailors are praying. It says they picked up Jonah and threw him in the raging sea. And as, as they threw him and as he was sailing, he goes, you know, Lord, don't hold this man's life against us, you know. <laughs> so they're actually, we believe, getting converted. And then yeah. it says uh, they threw him into the raging sea and then the storm stopped at once. The sailors were awestruck by the Lord's great power and they offered him a sacrifice and vowed to serve him. How do you like that? So here, out of this horrible thing that Jonah was doing, converts happened. God doesn't waste anything, does he? He doesn't waste anything. And he may even met up with them after this whole thing. Who knows, you know? Like you said, they could have given him a bill or he could have asked the Lord to help repair, but they probably sought him out to find out about his God, you know? They were mm -hmm. they were touched by the Lord. So that, that to also, me was fun. also tells us that the... Lord is more interested in our eternal well-being than in our temporal comfort. Right, right. And that when a storm comes, sometimes it's the Lord deciding to make you uncomfortable so that you'll stop in your tracks. Get our attention. Get our attention. So. All right, so Jonah is being thrown overboard. <laughs> sailing through the water. As soon as he hits, he does a belly Splash. flop. Splash. Oh, that must have hurt. It becomes very calm. How do you and like then, that? Yeah. And then it says, Jonah 1.17, uh, the Lord had arranged, and New King James says, prepared, a great fish to swallow Jonah. So it was <laughs> planned out, <laughs> the timing <Yeah>. of it. <laughs> Who knows how long after he hit the water or what. Um, and Jonah was inside the fish for three days and three nights. Goodness so sense. Jonah was on his way to drowning. If oh, God certainly. Hadn't, if God yeah. hadn't intervened. Yeah. Now, there are some that that uh, of the opinion, and I might be in that category as well, that have the feeling that Jonah did die in that big fish. And the reason why some people think that is the way that he prays, and we'll eventually get to his prayer. But not only that, but also... The fact that Jesus said, this is the sign that will be given you. Just like Jonah was three days and three nights and, you know, in the belly of the earth. You know, so shall the Son of Man be, speaking of his death and resurrection. So, just an interesting thought I'll throw out there. Okay. But he gets swallowed. He's a little fish snack. And it says, uh, another quote from you, it says, Jonah, uh, God sent Jonah a life preserver with flippers. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And you may not like the way God decides to rescue you, or get you back on track. But just like the the uh, sail, sailors all said, you have your good purposes. So uh, whatever it takes. Yeah. Whatever it takes. So he gets into this Uber fish <laughs> for a ride. Right. Well, I had fun thinking about it, you know, I know that, mm -hmm. but, you know, there was a man named James Bartley who lived from 1870 to 1909. And uh, according to the story about his life, he was swallowed by a sperm whale. Hmm. And he was found still living laters in the stomach of the whale, which 
the whale was harpooned, and when they opened up the whale, there was the man. I'm glad they missed the man. Oh, I know. Wow. That would have been sad, huh? You probably said that spirit covenant, could things get worse? (laughs) But yeah, there's a man inside of a fish, alive. Yeah. So God can do what he wants. I mean, but I had fun thinking about, well, maybe there was seaweed in there. And you know how people, when they go swimming and you see those movies and they're they're in the river and they've got this reed? And they want to be able to breathe underwater <laughs> like a snorkel. Right. And so they're breathing through this reed that's going on top of the surface. And so maybe there was like a huge piece of seaweed, a reed, and it kind of went up. And so he was, you know, blowing on that and getting his air. Oh, who knows? <laughs> I don't know. And I keep yeah. thinking about the Pinocchio version, you know, when Pinocchio right. got swallowed. By the world. But yeah, either way, whether he had him supernaturally survive or he actually died and then he had the uber whale trip over to the ground he must have been awfully stinky when he got there and i i think i called it a time out too didn't i yeah as i wrote about it and i think god puts people in timeouts right like i was thinking of teen challenge because we work with them an awfully lot how many times have we heard and you just quoted to them just the other day when you were teaching the graduation about Christopher used to say, I want my old life back. Yes. And we would say, no, you don't want your old life yeah, back. That, that was, was running away from God. That was killing you. No, you want a brand new life. So mm-hmm. um, you've used that oftentimes to tell the folks that feel like they're in the belly of a well at Teen Challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, they're on timeout. They're there for 12 months in order to re- be recalibrated, let go of the things that were killing them. And have put in, in them, you know, the A life of life. God. Yeah. yeah. And have new habits and thoughts. So sometimes when we're on a timeout, we need to uh, know that God is not just punishing us. He's not, he's having us be able to have everything else quiet down and so that we can hear his voice and get a glimpse yeah. of what's right and what's wrong, what's life-giving and what to let go of and reprioritize everything. You know, sometimes I'll ask the question at church or Teen Challenge or other places I've taught and I'll, and I'm always surprised at the at the overwhelming response. But I ask, how many of you think that you would not be here today if it were not for God's intervention? And hands go up all over the place. Right. A number of times that I've seen that happen. And so here's God intervening to save you for something better. And God intervening to save uh, Jonah. Jonah. I almost said Noah. Save Jonah. He saved Noah too. <laughs> for something better. <laughs> right. And God wants to save you and me always for something better. Right. We've mentioned this before, but the season of people being uh, shut down in their houses with COVID or whatever. God has used that as a, in a sense, as a timeout to let go of some of those things that maybe we were running after, spending money and time after, and actually spend more time with family and loved ones. Yes. Opportunity to spend time with the Lord and cry out to him. Reprioritize. Reprioritize. Yeah. Right. So don't kick against the goads. Yeah. If you're in a time of timeout, it may be, something that you've brought on yourself by disobeying God, or it may be that the enemy's just trying to rattle your cage. Either way, the answer's Mm -hmm. the same. Mm -hmm. Call out to God. Yeah. Connect with him, and he has a good future for you. Amen. Well, we didn't get to Jonah's prayer. 
No, that'll be coming up next week when he's okay. re fully repenting. It's a beautiful prayer. Yeah. It's like a psalm. All right. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today, for being with us, for loving us, for loving our families, for wanting us to have the most meaningful life ever, which is a gift from you. So bless my brothers and sisters. Encourage each one of them to call out to you and to be aware, Lord, that there are those times when you'll put us into a timeout in order to save us for something better. I pray blessings on each one who hears this. I ask this in Jesus' wonderful name and all my dear brothers and sisters say. Amen. Amen. God bless y'all. See you soon.